you are getting 100% Jody on Women Taking the Lead. If every day we focus on a couple or a few actions that help us move toward our goal, we will feel good about our progress. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Have you grabbed your copy of my best-selling book, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash accomplished to access the secrets to achievement and success. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. We are officially into spring here in the Northern Hemisphere, but here in Maine, you would not know it. (laughs) Although I do have to say we are now experiencing temps in the mid-40s. That may not sound great to most of you, but it feels like warmth when the temperatures have been ranging from single digits to low 30s over the past few weeks. Bring on spring. (laughs) Here's a tiny peek into what I've been struggling with lately. I've been procrastinating on this latest episode of 100% Jody, and I am relieved that I got this out on schedule. Every time I had a to-do or blocked out time on my calendar to sit down, gather my thoughts, and put together an outline of what I wanted to share with you, I found other things that were more urgent or I openly admitted to myself I just didn't have the inspiration to create anything. However, I had an epiphany yesterday thanks to two episodes on two different podcasts I listened to this past week. The first podcast, I wish I could name, but it's eluding me right now. I think it's because I was listening from a selfish place of how it was going to help me. And so it didn't matter to me what the resource was. However, the message has stuck with me. It was an interview and the guest shared that when you have a goal, such as running five miles in the morning, you can't think about it in terms of the whole goal. It's too overwhelming. Instead, consider your goal to be getting up with the alarm, getting dressed, and stepping outside. That's the goal right there. If you do anything else after that, it's a bonus. Given that you are already dressed and on your doorstep, you're more likely to do the next natural thing, which would be to begin walking. Once you're walking, it's likely you'll start to pick up the pace after you've warmed up and gotten into a groove, and voila, you are then on your way to achieving the bigger goal, which is to run five miles. However, your only goal that morning was to get dressed, get up with the alarm, get dressed, and step outside. Then yesterday, I was listening to Luke Iorio's A Meaningful Way podcast, and he was talking about a similar concept. I think I remembered that it came from this podcast because while I was listening, I immediately had the thought that I was going to share this with my community. Because of that thought, the resource stuck in my head. Lesson learned. In this particular episode, Luke Iorio talked about how when we set a big goal, we are creating a goal that we cannot yet achieve. We have to develop ourselves and execute many actions that will take time before we reach the destination. It's all logical, and yet once we have set this big goal, we start comparing our current reality against the future reality of the goal having been realized. It's unrealistic and only sets us up to feel bad. 
However, if every day we focus on a couple or a few actions that help us move toward our goal, we will feel good about our progress. These concepts have already had an impact on me. I mentioned in the last episode that I'm doing a Spartan race in June, and my training has not been what I wanted it to be up until this point. And for the same reasons that I could not create this episode when I planned to get it done, I either got distracted by tasks that were urgent but not important, or I just didn't feel like working out when I had planned to. When it came to my eating, I kept telling myself, this is just a small treat. It's not going to hurt me. It's no big deal. After weeks of not working out half as much as I knew would be beneficial to my happiness on race day and watching the scale consistently going up instead of down, I picked a date on the calendar to put a line in the sand. I told myself and others that I was going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with friends and then the next day I would be cutting alcohol and sugar out of my diet until after the Spartan. And that may sound extreme to some of you because it may or may not be true for you, but I've noticed for myself that alcohol is an energy drainer. I know alcohol makes you feel relaxed, but after a couple of sips, I go from relaxed to feeling tired. And yes, it happens that quickly for me. Even if I only have one drink, the next day I feel depleted and have to put extra effort into getting my energy back and sugar that wily temptress. (laughs) I get a buzz from eating sugary foods, especially baked goods, but then it turns into body aches, moodiness, and lethargy. Knowing this, sugar and alcohol are out, at least for the time being. I also knew I needed to do frequent workouts, and they needed to be workouts that stretched my endurance. I remember from training for the marathon, I did hit a tipping point when my mentality changed regarding my long runs. I went from being intimidated by them to looking forward to them. That's the God's honest truth. (laughs) However, it was not immediate and it was likely due to the changes that were taking place in my body's chemistry that helped this change of attitude along. Yesterday, I was feeling a little resistant to the idea of the workout I would be doing, and so to get myself into the mood, I picked up my copy of Spartan Fit by Joel DeSena that I had gotten for Christmas, and I began reading. I got inspired, and I flipped to the second half of the book that had the stress test, the beginner's workouts, the 30-day workout plan, and suggested nutrition that Joe refers to as Spartan Recipes. I saw one workout starting with 30 squats and thought, I can do 30 squats. So I did. Then I saw the stress test and did a little bit of that. Overall, my results were barely into mid-range, which had an interesting effect on me. While I was a little disappointed and daunted by the work I would need to put in to get into Spartan Fit shape, I could see that it was possible. Then, rather than doing a structured workout, I did what I wanted to do. I treated it like a workout with stations. I went from cardio to push-ups to pull-up attempts to core to yoga, whatever my body felt called to do. An hour later, I was flushed, sweating, fatigued, and gratified. I went to bed last night feeling so good about myself and wanting to have that feeling at the end of every day. I told myself that the first project I did this morning was going to be sitting with a blank page and begin writing whatever came to my mind. 
It wasn't going to be about creating a finished product. It was about putting words down onto paper. I didn't need to create this episode. I needed to put my thoughts into words, whatever those thoughts happened to be. And before I knew it, I was creating this episode. After I'm finished here, I'm going to change into my workout clothes and sit on the couch to read some more Spartan Fit. We'll see what happens after that, but my only goal is to be dressed in workout clothes, reading Spartan Fit. Check. If you've been struggling to make changes or make progress toward a goal, have your goal be a baby step. What are the simple initial things you need to do before any of the other stuff would need to come into play? Do that and then tell me how it goes. As you know, I'm all about going from dreaming to doing, and this may be the key that unlocks the motivation we need to get there. Reach out to me and tell me about your goals. Nothing gets me more jazzed than talking about what could be. And you can connect with me on womentakingthelead.com. All my social buttons are at the very top of the page, or you can email me directly. My address is jody at womentakingthelead.com. You can also leave a comment on the blog post that accompanies this episode at womentakingthelead.com slash started. In that blog post, you'll also find the links to the Spartan Fit book if you're interested in that and the episode of A Meaningful Way that I mentioned. Again, you can find that at womentakingthelead.com slash started. I hope this was helpful to you and here's to your success. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.